going on guys oh, just a fine diddly do captain i'm so hype right now off that intro <laughs> <laughs> run through a wall <laughs> the heat dude <laughs> yeah i don't know who that guy was man that dude's he's nuts <laughs> he is nuts he's Rem- hyped up on mountain dew yeah remind me not to uh have him back on the show yeah it felt <laughs> like an influencer boxing event <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pick jaw. <laughs> uh, how y'all feeling today? Man, feeling blessed, really, man. It's a good day. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff done. You know, we in the uh, holiday spirits going around. It's that time of the year. So, spirit of the liquid form or spirit of the Lord? Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> I will second Mr. Trey's uh, feeling on feeling blessed with a little dash of feeling stressed, but that's okay because that's this time of year. Trying to get presents, trying to get everything going, trying to tell everybody you love them with a fancy piece of plastic wrapped in paper. <laughs> Don't forget the bow. Yeah, yeah piece man. of plastic. Yeah, we're at that stage in our uh, our marriage where my wife just says, "Yeah, here's my list," and I go just buy me these two things and then we just spend all the money on the kids. Like for me, I always go all out on birthdays mm. cause that's your day. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can probably knock out all my stuff during the year. You know, um, we aren't super, super big on gifts. Not that we don't get each other gifts, Yeah, but Christmas is like, Oh, well, what did I not get you during the year? <laughs> Um, let me, let me top this off real quick. So, but I mean, yeah, we do a little bit of gift giving and everything like that, but it's not the primary thing. Cause my wife knows how I am. And if I see something that I know that she'll like, and I see it right in front of me, I'm buying it. And yeah, that, that's just kind of how it is. So it's just like, there's really no need to wait till the end of the year. It's right here. I'm going to get it. I'm the same way, dude. Same way. And by the way, shout out to Mr. Free for joining us here on WFS. Oh, excuse us. Wave of the Free Show. The epic crossover event. I think that is uh, worthy of applause. Golf clap, golf clap. Officially our... I mean, do we call him a guest at this point? I think that you can. I think it's appropriate. You can call me a guest if you want to. It's totally fine. I don't even think you're a guest. It's just more like a, you know, it's like, it's just combined con- consumer, you know? Because it's, right. all, it's funny together. because it's like, well, I mean, all it is is just, well, you've got Edge Free and you've got Wave of the... of the Fuse Shore. Fuse Shore. 
And all it is is you just take me out of Edge Free and put me in WFS episode. <laughs> Where the free What's show? What's the difference? One person. So. Well, that, I mean, you know, in the comic books, you've got like Batman and Superman, their world's finest. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the trinity, you know? So when you add Wonder Woman to the equation, they don't just, I mean, they're, they're still the world's finest, but they call them the trinity. Mm. That's how I look at it. Just a little extra sprinkle on top, man. Yeah. <laughs> like Salt Bay. I saw that boy at the World Cup. He was doing that on the, was on he the trophy. Yeah. Salt Bay was there. Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> he was he was he was there. I don't know how he got on the field at the end of that, but he was there. He was on the field? Is yeah. he Argentinian? I that was I should have looked it up, but I assumed so. He's something. What was it like during the the in the last game he was there? Yeah, he had like oh. there was a picture of him with like the trophy. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, salt. I didn't see the, I didn't actually see that game. I watched a lot of games, but the final. Oh, I told, that final was great. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but that was a great match. It was one of those. Oh man, you think it's over? Oh no, here comes. Mr. Mbappe with a hat trip and trick in the second half of the match. Wow. To bring him back. Oh man, the extra time. Wow. Messi. PKs. That was a great, that was a great match. That was good. I think, I think, and we're not going to turn this into a wave of the sports show. Uh, <laughs> but I think Messi has solidified his place probably as the GOAT. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what he needed. He's yeah. got it now. So the, the the debate for those of you who are uh not familiar with football and i mean what everybody else calls football and that will be say in america soccer. soccer um the debate is whether who is the 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 greatest ronaldo cristiano ronaldo or lionel messi and uh i think things just got messy for ronaldo <laughs> oh see what you did there bars <laughs> i think the only thing that came back for david beckham was his hairline Oh, why you got to pick on the poor rich guy? I know, right? He's he's doing fine. He's got commercial with Peyton Manning. Leave that bloke alone. (laughs) That bloke. (laughs) So, y'all know what we do around here. Before we get started, we always have some gratitude. I'm going to let our uh, guest go first. No pressure. I mean, I guess uh, it's always like the same, I guess, for me. I appreciate my wife. I'm really, really grateful for her. Uh, grateful for my family. Uh, no kids yet, just my mom and dad and brother and stuff, you know, and all the extended. Um, I mean, they've always been there, and uh, I'm grateful for that. Nice. So I am so grateful for my childhood friends. It's almost like it without Bev, pretty much. It's been years since I've known these dudes and we're going to get together this Friday and we're going to just do a gift exchange and hang out and uh, we're going to lose one of my best friends. He's going to go to Louisiana to go back to school. So he's going to be gone for a couple of years. So it's going to be our last Christmas for a while, but I know we'll, we'll all get back together soon. But these, these dudes have pretty much my personality that I brought to y'all is the formative personality of all these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you met one of them. You met the, my friend. Mr. Yeah. I, yeah, who helped yeah. me move in. That's one of my homies from way back in the day. He was super cool. Tell, nice him I said, tell him I said what's up, man. For sure. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Mr. Free said. Um, very grateful for my wife. Today we got a chance for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, we went out. We, like, had lunch. Just us. No kids. couple drinks. Good food. Went and handled, you know, our business. Shopping and grocery shopping and this out of the third just with no kids and it's been a really long time since we've gotten to do that and it just you know made me remember 
the fun we had. Not that kids aren't fun, but there's a different level of responsibility when you're running around with your kids compared to when you and, you know, just you and your significant other can be who y'all were yeah. as young folk, you know, uh, <laughs> before before all the responsibility set in. So we went to lunch at like 12 o'clock, had a couple of like margaritas and <laughs> went and did our shopping and stuff. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it just made me, you know, remember why I love her so much. I'm going to double up and say first, thank the three of you because it's the holidays and I know you all have things that you were trying to do. It's that time of the year where it's, we got five days left. This is crunch time. So thank y'all for making this happen. Thank uh, Free for what you do on Instagram. Thank Trey for what you do on Twitter. Thank Carr for what we're going to do on Patreon. And uh, just being a good voice of, uh, you know, a sounding board. I appreciate that. Um, and then I'm also going to thank my family for being patient this year as I go through this process because I've been flying by the seat of my pants doing this and without them supporting me and making room for me to do this with you three and broadcast this stuff to the world, man, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. So I appreciate that. And with that, y'all, we're going to get to it. I guess uh, we could start off. Our conversation with me and Free were talking about earlier, big announcement in the world, specifically the United States. Uh, we finally developed a, a controlled form of nuclear fusion uh, that's got everybody geeked up about the clean energy possibilities uh, that it can, you know, that can come from that. Mm -hmm. um, so for y'all that don't know or people that don't know, so you have nuclear fission, which is what like the bombs we dropped on like Hiroshima, World War II style bombs where nuclear fusion came a few years after that. That's when you take uh, two smaller atoms, put them together, and then you get the energy created from that. Up until this point, it hasn't really been able to be controlled. We've been able to do it, but not in a controlled manner to where we can get more energy out of it than we put in. Um, but they finally kind of cracked that code. They figured out the physics of it, of how to do it and do it hopefully on a regular basis. Um, so people are really kind of giddy about what that can mean just for clean energy and in the whole as, as a planet. I think about, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the clean energy future that we may be able to, to see with this? I would say that it's, it's great. Um, I would be a hundred percent on board with it if, they allow this to happen. Um, I mean, when it comes down to nuclear energy, it's not exactly the newest thing since sliced bread. Um, we have aircraft carriers and all sorts of ships out to sea under the U.S. name that are nuclear-powered. Um, and those types of things, I mean, if nuclear power can power small cities that move across the, the world, then I think that you can power your house from from good clean nuclear energy that's safe um with all the advantages of i guess what you can get in terms of capacity like fossil fuels but being just as clean or if not cleaner than the green energy that we know right now that uh is not enough to be able to do the things that we need to right this second um i think it's a it's a good idea. And I think that more people need to entertain it. 
So I got I got this. The announcement was pretty entertaining. That dude just came in with all the bravado in the world, like wishing humanity a Merry Christmas. Pulled this little thing out of his pocket. Well, you see here. He's like something the size of this created nuclear nuclear fission, correct? Not fusion. Fusion. Fission is uh, fission is you, the splitting of the yeah. Split, when you take one into smaller fusion, is you take the, the smaller into bigger. Okay, so yeah, it's like we perform nuclear fusion with this, and he was just like shaking the little thing around. He's like, uh, and long story short, we're hiring. And <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, and then everybody started laughing. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, okay, that's a pretty cool breakthrough. Um, I think there's inherent risks with everything, obviously in life. This one's probably going to be the biggest one. We don't want things to turn into fallout, obviously. We don't want things to to really go that way. So I feel the only thing that's going to hold all this back is going to be the regulations in place to hold it back. So there's going to be applications for it that are going to be very rigid and standardized. You may not get a nuclear refrigerator, but you'll definitely have a nuclear power plant in your town. Well, I mean, nuclear energy apparently is not as dangerous as people make it out to be, even though we've seen things like Chernobyl and such. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. it comes down to like it has to be accounted for. Of course, because you have stuff like when the Soviet Union fell, that was like a big displacement in nuclear warheads because they couldn't account for anything like this. So yeah, there's going to have to be some sort of rubric and some sort of following to be able to account for all the uranium that's going to be produced or whatever element that they're going to want to so draw it's, from. It's hydrogen. It's hydrogen. Yeah. It's Are hydrogen. you asking for regulation yeah. already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to regulate <laughs> these kidding. things. Yeah, yeah for kidding. sure. Well. I don't, I don't want everything to be just bogged down with red tape, but there will be a hobbyist who's going to try and do something and blow up his neighborhood. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that all these things are somewhat regulated. And like, if you can find a way to get into the public sector safely, then I'm all for it. But if there's a chance to get a hydrogen from a science manufacturer or whatever, and you do the wrong thing with it, that's going to be a different form of of violence and terrorism if they want to use it that way. Cause every, like, like I saw Jurassic park two days ago, life will find a way, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just a chaotic thing. And it's not, it's not the ideal future, but it's something that some other bad actors can try and find. Of course. And I mean, that goes with everything, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, you can give somebody a, you can give somebody a steak knife and you say, well, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. One person is like, I can, I can hurt somebody with this. Or you can say, I'm going to cut a steak with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do that with your, your hands and your feet as well. Um, Petrochemicals, there's always going to you know? be somebody that can use, figure out a certain way to use something for bad. But I think that if people understand the potential of, nuclear energy and how much of an advantage that we would have as a country um, and just people on an individual basis would have if we had the opportunity to be able to use this and harness this power for good. Um, I don't know how some businesses around the country would feel about it unless they were the ones that said, Hey, we have, we have the monopoly on this in this area and you guys got to get your nuclear energy for us, I think that they would be on board. But um, if it became something that was a little bit more independent um, in terms of like regulation, uh, I think that that would make things a little bit hairy and also make things kind of a little bit overly expensive as well. Um, I would say that we see this with the solar panels and everything like that that people put on their houses and everything like that there's nothing wrong with it but if you have any experience with talking with anybody that that sells those types of things um it's not it's not highly regulated in terms of the sales and everything like that but the really interesting thing is 
it's very rare to see somebody that has solar panels on their house, but they are totally independent from the grid. Yeah, they're still grid tied. Yeah, they're, they're still, still like grid incentives. tied. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you might get incentives, but you still are tied to the grid and you're giving back to the people that you're you're paying to put these things on your house to be able to create energy. Um, we almost got it, um, but we chose not to. Um, I just think that there's a little bit more development that I want to see within uh, the solar solar panel in industry and everything like that. Because for me, I'm like, well, if I'm going to put solar panels on my house, then I want to be off the grid. I would, I would love to just be off the grid. And it'd be like, you you don't really understand how, how rare uh, that is. Like, not very many people do that and be like, well, because it seems like they don't want me to. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> held back with the prices. Like, you're paying ten to 20000 for something that runs a day. Like, if you want the cost to go up for, for square footage, the cost equation right now is keeping a lot of people out. Yeah. it's it's. But, I mean, like, yeah, it, it can be feasible in terms of how much you are paying for um, your solar panels and the energy that it can provide. But still just the idea of being continued to be tied to the grid it's yeah. like why don't i have a choice yeah and i would think that it probably would end up going the same direction uh with nuclear energy if we can figure out a way to subsidize this and for most people to be able to benefit from using it um and i mean it wouldn't be as easy as just, oh, well, I mean, you can just go down to the Home Depot and get your, your, uh, your little your nuclear power, <laughs> yeah. power source. You can, you can have it in the palm of your hand or something like that, you know? And it can power your house and everything. I mean, like, no, it's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, yeah, it sounds great. Um, I would love for that to be the case, but I just don't really see it. And I mean, who knows how much, I mean the the amount of efficiency that you would be able to get from nuclear is not going to be reflected in the price that you would have to pay if you needed to do that it would be kind of um i don't know how how you would explain it i guess um they would take advantage of it yeah um and then what do you tell um your energy provider not going to shout out like the energy provider in our area but your energy provider if they had a monopoly on nuclear power and you're thinking oh well i mean i pretty much would have endless power for uh my lifetime and then uh great 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 grandchildren's power you know like it would be able to sustain those things be like it's not going to be that easy they'd be losing money yeah, i was going to say there's no money in that yeah them. there's no money in that <laughs> that's what i think humanity's biggest struggle is going to come like to come to grips with with this whole thing is to find a way to want to do clean energy, take care of the planet, take care of everybody without being greedy. It's just not in our nature. Yeah. I don't know if we have the ability to do that. And I hope so. I mean, we're still 20, 30 years before this is a, a constant, you know, actual reality. It's yeah. like, you know, when they started building cars in the early 1900s, it was still 20 years for everybody had a car. Um, you know, it, I like to kind of liken it to that, <clears throat> but I don't know. For somebody who has kids, I'm excited um, that they actually had a breakthrough. You know, being able to harness the power of a star basically is what they're trying to figure out how to do or what they figured out how to do. So, I mean, out of all the clean energy options that we have or that they're trying to develop, 
solar, the you know, getting the tides, uh, power from the tides. They're even trying to make, you know, fuel from algae. I think this is actually going to be the one that we can actually hang our hat on, you know, per se. It's not something you're, you're never going to run out of hydrogen on this planet. You can yeah. make it from salt water. Yeah. You know, you're, you're never going to run out of something like that. So they can figure out how to not be completely greedy around it and just do it for the benefit of the planet. No emissions in the atmosphere, no nuclear waste, it's nothing. You get helium. That's the byproduct of this, this thing. So, so you say greedy. And I think on the inverse of that, that's like probably going to be the only way we're going to have like generational wealth in the future, like laying the groundwork to have for having all these utilities for the next version of the human race. Like that's how our legacy continues, not with how much gold we get or how raw resources, what we can do to provide for these future generations. So it's easier for them not to have to worry about either having to work at the power factory we're trying to figure out how to make a dollar off that because that'll just expand our potential to be able to just focus on other things. But, you know, and when, and when you said greedy, you meant corporations? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. those are going to be the people who try to put a blanket on this. It's those people that run the fossil fuel industry that make these billions and trillions of dollars from monopolizing energy. Like he said, you know, there's one energy provider in our area. You know, uh, there is one. So what's going to happen if somebody, oh, well, you know, we have nuclear power. If you guys want to tap into this, they're not going to let them onto their part of the grid. That's just how that's going to happen. There can only be one. That's one thing I learned from Houston, though. There doesn't only have to be one. You know how many? How many? There's multiple energy providers. And the biggest one is known and reliant. But you, you can get energy from a lot of people. As much as I watch basketball, I never knew that Reliant was yeah, an energy, energy company. company. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, that's where they make their name from. That's the biggest one that people kind of go for. But you, there's a lot of different companies that you can go through in Houston. Here, it's not like that. Let me correct I myself. That was weird. I said, I said bas- basketball meant football. Yeah, Reliant yeah, Stadium, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So are they the, they're the biggest? You they're the biggest. They're the biggest. That's what the majority, I'd probably say... 70 to 80% of the population in Houston probably uses Reliant. They're the most reliable. They're the biggest. You know, they have the most, you know, more bang for your buck. But there are other people you can use. You can go through. I, I can't go down the list of names right now. It's been, I'm five years, three, four, five years removed from Houston. Gotcha. Um, but my first apartment, I didn't use Reliant. Used them in the second. Not, not, not my first apartment oh, wow. out there. So you can actually choose. Yeah, you get to choose your energy provider. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah for, for us here, I mean, we, and we can name drop. Sounds them. It's, super, it's, super foreign. You right, know? right. It, I mean, it's, we could call them out. It's it's CPS. I mean, it's not calling them out, but they're mentioning <laughs> them by right. But I, I know we have Gray Forest here because we had them for gas at the last house. I think we're, um, well, we might even have them now. I don't know. Mm. But um, as far as electric and all that other stuff, yeah, goes, it's all, it's yeah, all you get in San Diego. It's, it's CPS. Yeah, uh, they're the only game in town, as far as I know. Uh, uh, there's NBU, but that's New Braunfels Utility. Right, right, and that's the next. I mean, from where I am, that's the next town or two over. But yeah, yeah, it's wild. But you know, there's something to something to look forward to, at least for the future. You know, twenty, thirty years down the line, you can have nuclear powered cars riding down the street. The little, I'm really excited in the middle about that. Of it. I'm excited about the possibility for clean energy. I mean, because Electric is great. I'm interested in EVs, but cobalt or sorry, uh, lithium ion. Yeah, those batteries you know, bad for the planet. They they are, mm-hmm. and then who? 
hate to get all political, but like <clears throat> China's got the they got it a stronghold on the lithium ions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, you're right though. The the mineral game is a big part for these batteries right now. So right. We need to we need to move away from those natural resources and try and find some other kind of renewable natural resource because yeah, batteries are explosive too. Those car accidents are lethal. Oh, dude. I mean, do you guys remember what happened? Oh gosh, I, I can't even put a year on it. It's within the last decade. Somebody was on an airplane, and I think a Samsung phone. It was Samsung. Mm. Yeah. Samsung battery just started catching on fire. Oh, yeah. That was the, happening a lot. Yeah, actually. that was yeah, like a batteries. thing. Yeah, that was a thing with their yeah. phones for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it happened more there than once. More, but I remember the first time I heard about it was somebody was on a plane, which if you're on a plane, that's a big freak out moment. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's, that's a quick evacuation. But um, I keep hearing about... Um, hydrogen and then there's green versus blue apparently green hydrogen is better than blue blue is supposedly a little bit more dirty Hmm. i don't know all the details in the on it i I heard it on uh the congressional dish by jen briney she really explained that well i'll have to find it and and share it to y'all but the point is is that all these different uh, technologies that are a lot better for us as a planet are out there, but as long as, as I like to call it, old money, it's got a stranglehold on, and we're just talking at this point now, not nuclear energy, but just the stuff that powers vehicles, etc., and all types of things that use fossil fuels. As long as old money's got a stranglehold on that, they're going to slow roll it. It's kind of like what we talked about on crossing streams yeah. and cable companies having a strong or, or content creators having a, a um, the, the media, the corporations, excuse me, having a stronghold on the deals and going, no, 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 no. We're not ready yet to relinquish control. We're going to slow roll this, build up our infrastructure so we could continue to make money. I mean, what do people with money want? More um, money, more money. Right. So it's like, sure. I could let you have an option that's better for you. But then I lose money. Why I would I do sure that? Before I give it to you, it's got to be better for me too. <laughs> right, right, like, right. That's the way they play the we'll, game. We'll give you a little bit of what you want, but we're definitely going to do what we need to survive. So yeah. anyway, I, I am I am excited about that. That's good stuff. Yeah, I can totally understand that. I, I think the only thing with uh, the green energy and slow rolling it, you, you kind of have to right now. Right. Even if you had, um, even if you had hydrogen powered cars and everything like that. You need to build the infrastructure to be able to s- supply the hydrogen fuel yeah. so that these cars can get around because they can launch the best freaking thing tomorrow for hydrogen fueled cars. It could be a car that I don't even care. You could say it costs $10,000 or something like that. If everybody could go out and get this $10,000 hydrogen powered car, how are you going to put fuel in it? Right. Yeah, you got to build that up and everything like that. So it's got to be a, a a transition that at least makes sense. I understand like the whole thing right now with the uh, electric powered cars and everything like that. The infrastructure is just not there yet to be able to facilitate everybody driving a a Tesla or insert your electric vehicle here. Um, It just, it's not feasible right now. So when there are bills that are being passed 
and everything like that that might incentivize for the electric vehicles and everything like that. But you still have, I mean, what is it? Probably 90, 98% probably on the road is fossil fuel vehicles. Yeah. It's not that you just do a quick stop. It's just there's got to be some time in here to transition over to something else. But also they need to make a decision on what the next thing is. Yeah. So I'm going to put on my dumb muscle car brain on real quick and just let's go. Let's go to this place. So that new Mustang EV nobody likes because the Ford GT exists, man. Ford GT Mustang, man. It's got a, it's got a dark horse on the horse facing forward, man. I can't put no hydrogen that in that. It's not a Mustang anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty quick yeah, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, so these things are in place right now. They're trying to change this culture to be like, this is speed. This is what this is. But people still want to go to the underpass. Go, like, you know what I mean? Like, People are still going to want to do those kind of dumb things, and we have to grow out of that to be able to move forward. It's a process, man. I think it's really a yeah. process. It's 10 years, 20 years down the line, a lot of these things, like the uh, energy bill they rolled out and stuff like that. It's not to get people to do this now, but it's to make sure that within the next 10 to 15 years, this option is heavily available and heavily used. And if you don't incentivize people to start developing those infrastructures and things now, they're just not going to do it. Yeah. They're just going to say, well, you know, there's no, I'm losing money trying to make this technology. Why would I do that when I can just keep making money that I've had over here? It's like, no, we'll, we'll give you tax breaks. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. If you can do this, if you can figure this out, if you can make it. And I'm not uh, like the people who buy the cars, get the tax breaks. That's not the most important part. It's the breaks they are given to the companies uh, for creating this technology that I think is really what's generational about, you know, what they're trying to do, but nothing's going to happen overnight. It's 2022. It'll be 2032 or 35 before, you know, you have a, instead of a shell and a Chevron, you have a shell and an electron station right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, those things take time, but yeah, that's a hundred percent. As yeah. long as we're moving in some sort of direction, Giving people some sort of hope, I guess, is what I see. I see hope. Like, see, see, now you got me envisioning shell and electron merging and become a shellectron. shellectron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Girl, I went down to the shellectron. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Is like it, it has to, it has to work that way. I mean, we just can't go full stop on anything. But we do need to decide which which route is best and make sure that we're all going in the same direction because if if you invest your money into buying a brand new electric vehicle but five years from now something else is the better solution you're going to be not very happy yeah you you know and i don't want to keep talking about this for the whole show but um one thing that i'd noticed when i was out on the west coast and you were talking about Tesla and the infrastructure, it, it's a totally different market. So I was in, uh, I was visiting family in Oakland, you go downtown, San Francisco and Oakland. It felt like every other car, first of all, was a Tesla hmm. or an EV of some kind. My, my family, my family member drives an EV that's not a Tesla, but, oh, nice. but still it's yeah. a, it's a, a EV. And then you go downtown. I mean, all the stations are just ubiquitous. They're all over. Now, it's still not like buying gas, but they're ahead. I think they're, it's almost as if California 
is the test ground for that. Like they're the beta testers for what's to come for the rest of the U.S. as far as that goes. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Shoot, 10 years, just 10 years from now. Yeah, they really need to work on that, though, because they have a lot of blackouts and brownouts in California. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't plug up everybody's freaking car at night. That that would be catastrophic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to oh, yeah. figure something out. Yeah, it's like, okay, brownout. Or, cause, and so, I think sometimes they get a heads up, but a lot of times they don't. That's a that's not cool, though, still. I mean, like, you gave me a heads up, but I'm still not very happy. I mean, but it's better than, it's better than uh, you know, sitting there on your computer. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> or on yeah. the TV. Uh, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> but, yeah, even if you get a heads up, you're like, this sucks. <laughs> so I only have one thing to close this electric car thing. This is to every auto manufacturer. Stop making them look like eggs. That's it. Just stop making them look like weird little eggs. I don't want to drive my freaking Volkswagen egg. <laughs> that's electric powered or my Rivian truck egg. Hey, the Rivian looks cool. Dude. <laughs> it looks like a truck egg. Like, no. No, I saw one today. It's pretty sick. You know what the best one I think is a Polestar, but that's it. Stop making them look like eggs. I haven't please. Seen that one. They're nice. I've seen a couple. They're pretty cool, but no more eggs. Please, no more eggs. Give me something nice. I can, I can agree. agree. I can agree with that. I'm tired of the whole uh, crossover hatchback thing. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> when I hear SUV, all I think now is sport utility, van. <laughs> it's just a van. Like I, I've been calling our SUV. I'm like, I'm getting in the van. It's a pear shaped van. It, it is what it is, man. It's a van. And then people are like, no, this is a crossover. I'm like, dude, this is a big old hatchback. <laughs> All I think about is Skilo. <laughs> I got an A track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> all right. What's so up? what's next, brother? We were talking about this nuclear energy thing. Uh you were talking about a book earlier, weren't you, Carr? Oh yeah, I was reading the latest Cormac McCarthy books. This is a guy who wrote No Country for Old Men and Blood Meridian and all the other stuff that I follow. So he wrote about a fictional story about two kids that their father worked on the Oppenheimer project and the repercussions of two kids that came from a genius and like how they ended up living their lives. Um, it's called one of them's called The Passenger and the other one's called Stella Maris. It's mm. a two part book. It's about a brother and sister. And uh, yeah, they're both like high achievers and they both go through these kind of irrelevant things. But the whole idea of the story is the journey and the weird things that they experience. Um, but yeah, they they touch back on their father working with Oppenheimer and all these scientists. And they talk about just the repercussions of those things and how people did physically work to pull uranium out of the ground and all this stuff. So we innovated a lot during that time, during the Manhattan Project. There was hands in everything that they had done. There was no computers. There was people just handwriting down uh, information off of graphs. They had very sensitive sensors that they all had to learn how to read. So innovation was at an all time high there. So we have to kind of focus our energies as, as human beings to kind of do something similar like that. And I guess, I don't know, the next frontier is maybe space. I don't know. Space force, space force, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. their anniversary. Yeah. But the whole idea of all that math and all that brilliance, just plateauing after a time because we have pretty little glow screens kind of blows my mind. You know? <laughs> no pun intended. Did y'all see uh, the trailer for Oppenheimer? I did. What'd you think? Frightening because uh, it shows like the explosions and it captures that flame like perfectly. Something about it's just very unnerving. Hmm. So Christopher Nolan recreated that explosion without CGI. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. God, I hate that. I feel like I feel so punny when I say this. 
my mind wasn't blown. I wasn't blown away by the trailer. Killian Murphy, great actor. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors. Um, if not my favorite, although his last couple movies I've been kind of like, eh, on. Like, Tenet, didn't love it. Liked it, didn't love it. Uh, the one before that, uh, about the war, I can't think oh, of. Oh, uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. That was okay. All his movies are time obsessed. Even the Batman movies are obsessed with time, especially the Dark Knight Rises. Like, it just lapses time. But anyway, what I, I found to be kind of cool is there's a lot of spectacle with him. There's always that visual appeal. You know, he's an auteur, right? But I, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that there's another trailer for people that aren't like, I'll just say us. I don't think the the four of us are people who sit there and say, I need to know what the movie entirely is about just based on the trailer. But I can see somebody who's not into artsy kind of stuff like that just going, okay. Yeah. Fire. <clears throat> but yeah. What's that round thing? I guess that's a bomb. I mean, I know who Oppenheimer is. What is this movie about? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, they're, they're, it, I feel like there's just a little something missing in there to, yeah. to grab the, the general audience. Yeah, like the gravity of the situation is only something right. that you have with prior knowledge. Like, right. The fact that he is producing practical effects for like one of the greatest achievements of mankind, whether it is destructive or productive in your eyes, like that's pretty gnarly. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's like better than any Tom Cruise stunt, like jumping off a cliff, whatever. Like this guy freaking is replicating bombs. Like, that's my favorite thing about Christopher Nolan as a yeah. director, though, is he, those things, the scenes that he curates are just yeah. so phenomenal with no CGI, with no animation in it. He just, it's beautiful. It's always beautiful. It may be crazy to see, maybe something a little unruly, but just the way he is able to capture it, it's second to none. I, I got to say, I did enjoy in, um, in Tenet, some of those fight scenes, like in reverse. Yeah. That was trippy. cool. And I was like, that, that felt, that gave me the, uh, Matrix Reloaded kind of vibes. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that. But it had like good continuity too. And then the plane crashing into the building, that was like a real plane. Yeah. yeah. Just, that just, it felt gratuitous, but yeah. <laughs> it was like, Hey, we got all this money. What are we going to do? Let's just pop a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, literally the song in that movie to, on the score is called 747. It's like, Oh wow. I know what this is about. <laughs> but Let's go down there rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also like those Nolan dorks are like, well, you know, there's actual like gold bars on the plane that fell off. And like, yeah, people just love to eat those details up. Like, you know, he actually invented time travel to make this movie. Like, <laughs> well, the way he does it, though, it's such a. I think it's because he has such reverence for reality to where art imitates life ultimately, and he just does it in a way where it just captures the essence of what he's trying to achieve in such a, a natural form. I'm, you know? I'm sure I'll catch a lot of flack for this. I think Peak Nolan still is Inception. I know. Mm. Oh, I yeah. know. I know you're a fan of big guy of Interstellar. I, I like Inception as well, though. I mean, I. It's hard to say that one is better than the other. Um, I think the concept of Inception is what makes it so special. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I mean, but also Interstellar, Interstellar is really, really good and deep conceptually. But it is. I mean, and to, I mean, shoot, yeah. it's 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 not just. Nolan doing all that, whoever's writing it is just like getting real deep into stuff that is not of this world, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I got to give props to whoever wrote 
these ideas and great job for Nolan to be able to bring these things to life um, and doing a really, really good job of it. So, yeah, he, he is, he, he is very obsessed with time. I mean, from memento oh, to, dude. to, to now, sorry, from following mm. to now. Um, I mean, I, man, I could, I could talk about inception all day. <laughs> I, I love that film. The first time I saw it, I was just like, I actually like interstellar better than in inception. Interstellar is like one of my favorite. I movies. like interstellar quite a bit. To me, it was a step down from, I don't know. I, I think just I'd never seen anything like Inception, and so for me, I was like, "Whoa, bro! Whoa!" I mean, I mean, I felt like, uh, "Wow, wow, man, this movie's coming through me." <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely deep. I mean, th there's all sorts of movies like that, but I mean, in terms of the way that it was communicated, you know, through the screen and there's all sorts of other movies that have dealt with time. I think that that one just did, it did it justice in the way that it depicted how deep you're going. Right. And not being, it, it not like sitting in a classroom being lectured on how deep you're going into this movie. What What's cool about both of those comparing the two eyes, so to speak uh, and I loved actually before Inception. I loved the Prestige. That was a great flick too. Um, but like, whereas you take the Dream layer, right? You go down, 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 down. But then you take Interstellar, and it's the, you're tapping in the relativity now. You know, it's like it's only six minutes here, but it's a year there. Yeah, the way and, you, you know, and, and you're stretching the, that out, and it's like they were on the water planet or something, and every tick. Oh, that yeah. you heard through that in that scene was like a year passing on Earth. Like that's just, like that's the stuff that like blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like whoa, thirty minutes or something. Yeah. Like seven years. No, like seriously, that movie. After I watched Interstellar, I started researching like time over distance on yeah. on like YouTube and just starting to dive in and be like, how does this work? <laughs> that can't be real. Yeah, it's it's actually quite amazing. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I started digging into the fourth dimension after that movie. And stuff still about 4D kills my mind. Like we perceive everything in the third dimension. So fourth dimensional shapes come through and their shadows as three dimensional objects in this realm. So like if they were to appear or whatever, but like that's why you, when you, whenever you see the representation of a four dimensional object, it looks like it's in motion whenever you turn its angles. It's just frightening. It's just like, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess the best way to describe all that stuff is yeah. Whenever time and distance all kind of collide, those those are not constants in our world. Those are things that are variables. And then once you start realizing that there's like a whole bunch of other possibilities that yeah. really break your perception of the of way things move. Yeah. But break physics. I have to third on this one. I did like inception more. Oh uh, no, no, no. Interstellar more than inception. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know dude, what? I loved it, man. And it's, yeah, just him in the middle of the Tesseract looking at the, every formation of time at that bookshelf. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it lost me to be honest with you. When I saw that, I was like, I got it. Like I got it. Cause that's like the best we're probably going to be able to ever perceive something like that, like through the passage of time and whatever possibility and variable would mm -hmm. be if we were had it presented in front of us. But it's such an abstract concept, man. Like we wouldn't be able to exist in our form in that realm. Uh, yeah. When they got to that ending and, and don't, like I said, I like, uh, I, I, I love the movie, but when that whole scene with the books and stuff, I was just like, 
you were my ghost. Yeah. I was just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, that's where I was like, okay, you lost me on this. To me, Inception just wrapped up better. So it's such a good it, ending for that one, though, it, for it, real. It wrapped up better, but it left things open. Yeah. So the I don't know if you know this, the original concept behind Inception was to expand that into a universe. Mm. There's supposed to be games that fill in the story, kind of like The Matrix. Like, it was supposed to spin out and do this, it's this whole other thing, but it never happened. You still got that top spinning in our hearts. Don't worry. Yeah. So I guess we can use this as a segue, but too bad that the Inception universe isn't going to exist, but we still have a lot of Marvel movies and DC movies oh, to get yeah. through. Right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you don't get you don't get Inception 1, 2, and 3 spinoff and all these different things, but you get you get Black Adam and God knows what else is out there coming you soon. <laughs> you, won't be, you won't be getting the greatest. It's coming soon to a theater near you, no matter what the box office says. And you won't be getting Man of Steel, too. Yeah, that's... I'm going to miss Zack Snyder. I'm nervous to see what these guys do to DC. I feel like they're just going to bring a whole bunch of people... That people I've heard of, but not really heard of. Like, they wanted uh, Jason Momoa to play Lobo. Like, hmm. who wants a Lobo movie? Yeah. Like, James Gunn wants a Lobo movie. That, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy like, who did that, he, He'd be a great... You know, you want to put him in a Justice League movie as a villain. Like, okay, cool. Like, okay, I can see where you go. But, like, a whole movie dedicated to that guy? Yeah. I, I don't want to, do? to go too nerdy for those who I know who've given me feedback on some of our nerdier topics. But... You're going to have to deal with it for five minutes because we're going to get somewhere on this. Um, let me first start with, I'm a lifelong DC Comics guy. I like Marvel too, mainly X-Men and Fantastic Four. But my top 10 favorite comic book, anything, probably DC first, then Marvel. I was very disappointed to hear that Henry Cavill's not coming back as Superman. Superman was my first favorite superhero. Went through a little Batman phase for a while. Put on my red cape. Put my underwear on the right way. Because <laughs> the red draws on the outside. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I thought Man of Steel. Man of Steel is my favorite superhero movie of all time. Batman Begins is an extreme close second. And Iron Man, the first one, is a distant third mm. to that. Oh, well, there's Logan too. But... Oh, that was a good, good, good call. Good call. <laughs> Love Logan. Um, but but anyway, James Gunn takes over DC and Peter Safran, their co-chairs. They're tasked with building up a universe. I'm wondering if they've missed the boat on that. James Gunn did, I guess people liked Suicide, The Suicide Squad. They like Peacemaker quite a bit. I thought they were okay. Yeah, so did I. I don't think they were great. I liked the first Guardians of the Galaxy up until the dancing scene with Ronan. I was like, I don't, I don't like as a musician. <laughs> I don't like musicals. <laughs> like dance, all that gratuitous stuff. No, uh, it's not memorable enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm not chiming in enough. No, no, you're good. Like this is. I'm coming to guys like you here shortly because I'm I'm starting to like fall into your camp here. But, like, I'm almost 40 years old, and I waited patiently, patiently, patiently for them to do stuff and do stuff. And Marvel is now 
lap them to the point where they've earned enough goodwill where they can have a crappy phase. Because this past phase four has not been popular compared to the first three phases with all their fans. And I'm starting to wonder, not even wonder, I know superhero fatigue is setting in. You've got, it was one thing when you've had a couple shows here and there, then like all of a sudden CW was like, okay, 10 DC shows. And then Disney plus said, well, we can do that. We're going to have a bunch of star Wars and a bunch of, and this is bigger than just superheroes, right? A bunch of star Wars. And we're going to have a bunch of Marvel stuff and we're gonna have a bunch of this and that. And it's just the oversaturation of all this stuff is crazy. Where like, did I want to see Henry Cavill continue as Superman? Absolutely. Yeah. I was hoping he would get a fair shake. But you know what? To be honest with you, as I'm thinking about it, that time is probably past. It, it really, it's probably past. It's too late. Well, you're the man because, still come out. Uh, 2013. Yeah, I was like, it's about 10 years past that. You can't, 10 years for a sequel right. is, you can't, can't really do it. Right, right, right. You, I mean, you can call BVS a sequel, right? But, I mean, imagine if Tony Stark, well, Robert Downey Jr. tried to come back as Tony Stark. The dude's like probably, what, 60 now? Almost he's, 60? He's kind of old now. He's, he, he's getting there. These guys are starting to age out, okay? You tried to bring, from a Star Wars standpoint, you go and you try to bring Boba Fett back, and then you do kind of a disser- disservice with that. All these same properties are being rehashed. That worked once or two, once or twice. Redo it, redo it, redo it, redo it, redo it. And so my question for you guys is, do you think all of these properties just need to go away for a while? Do we do we need to take a break? Not just superheroes, not just DC Marvel, the Star Wars, the Star Trek. I mean, give, granted, Paramount, granted, Paramount. Thank you. Thank you. Is, I just say it fast. I'm saying granted. But it sounds like granite. It's so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's that's a, that's a deep cut for me and Car. Um, but no, granted, Paramount Plus seems to be gaining some traction with some of their Star Trek stuff. But it's the same things over and over and over, man. I'm sorry. Like I just really think that there should be a renaissance and like new people get the opportunity to bring their ideas to life as well. I think it's played out. I'm I'm just I'm really. I'm really played out on it. Like, I don't want, I mean, I'm not a Star Trek, Star Trek person, but I mean, like, whatever. Go ahead, keep on making your Star Treks and all that stuff. But, dude, I'm so done with the the spinoffs, so done with all the superhero movies. I just want to be able to go to the movies and actually see something good for a change that, that I don't new. know what the heck is going to happen. I don't want to I go to a movie. That. I don't want to go to the movies to go see the good guy win again and act like I'm surprised. Okay. So there was one time I was, um, I was, sorry, I'm getting all pissed off, but, um, (laughs) it's just, it's annoying, dude. I mean, like nobody else gets an opportunity. You've got people that make, make stuff all the time. You've got people that, that are creators out there that are, that have good creative talent and they don't get the opportunity because they will never have a chance up against big giants that cannot fail even when they fail, okay? You can have Marvel movies, DC movies, Star Wars movies that 
so many people, the popular the popular opinion is, oh, this movie sucked. Then why are they able to make another one then? You know? I mean, like, that's ridiculous to me. So you go to the movies and you see... Here's my example. Okay. So there was a time when I had to house sit for, for somebody that I knew at church. And I was watching... Um, over their house and they had two sons that I was also watching. <clears throat> she was taking her husband out of town to go to a football game. So I was watching the the boys because they would rather have a male babysitter as opposed to like a girl, you know? So she was just like, yeah, here's some extra money and everything like that. You guys can, you can take them places and everything like that. Hang out, have some fun. Don't just sit in the house all day. Mm-hmm. This is when Aquaman came out. They wanted to go see Aquaman, and I'm like, "All right, I mean, that's fine. I already know how it's gonna. I already know how it's gonna go. One billion dollars. So, <laughs> so before I even walk into the movie to go watch the movie, they're super excited. Good for them. I'm glad they're excited. They get to go see this movie. But I'm like, yeah, maybe it's great for them. But for people that have watched these movies over and over again for, for years, you know, for decades, you're just like, this is kind of played out. Like, I know exactly what's going to happen. He's, he's got his origin story. Oh man, there's a really, really tough, tough guy that he's up against. Oh wow. Is he going to win? Oh yeah, surely he's going to win at the end. And guess he's probably going to have a, a attractive woman by his side at the end of the film. And he's going to raise his hand up and then the credits are going to go. And that's exactly what happens. <laughs> and, 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 and that's and my problem. And, and typically, their first villain is somebody who is a lot like them. Yeah. With the exception of... What? Batman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joker's the complete opposite of Batman. Yeah, but they're still... In the, the Joker-Batman thing, they're complete opposites, they're one piece, but they're though. one of the same. Yeah. They're like the same piece to the puzzle. Right. There's no one without the other. Like right, the yin and yang. Yeah, it, it, it's the same thing though. It's a, yeah, it's but that's same. My thing. thing is though, there's probably somebody out there that will not get the opportunity to bring their idea to life because they aren't part of the DC or Marvel universe, or not even part of like the the in crowd at in Hollywood or anything like that. But we just got finished talking about amazing films amazing original films Mm -hmm. and now we're talking about comic book movies that we already know how they're gonna go you know what i like and and here's one of the biggest things that upsets me people talked about man of steel like a dog people for the majority of people love the dark Knight. I enjoyed the dark Knight. It is a great film. I think Batman begins was superior in every way almost because it's actually about Batman and not about the villains. He didn't put on the Cape and the cow for 50 minutes and it was compelling story. And I was like, this is Bruce Wayne becoming the guy up until that point. You hadn't seen it like that. It, what I liked about those two films and even the first Iron Man to a degree, is that this was before the machine took over and said mass produce. Yeah. 
There was Zach Snyder. Zach, Zach, people hated Man of Steel. I can, I'm serious, I'm telling you guys, one day, one of you is going to sit at, actually all three of you are going to sit down. We're having an episode just about Man of Steel. And I'm going to talk about that movie scene for scene. And then I'm going to do another one about Batman Begins with Carr. Or sorry, with Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go. We're just going to go, go, go. But here's a snippet of where I'm thinking. Man of Steel takes what you know about Superman and says, let's put him in 2000s, the 2000s, where a guy doesn't have all of his powers and doesn't know why in the hell he's here, why he was sent here. And people are like, well, there's so much destruction. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he did this, 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 and that. He didn't know what he was doing. He just found out the reason why things don't hurt me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm an alien. And my dad, the only guy that I've known to be my dad, he didn't want me to reveal who I am because he is of this world and from America. <laughs> and he rather give his life than to let me reveal who I am to the world. I, he could have easily saved him. That as a concept to me is awesome and too deep for the average comic book fan. that's like, so the Captain America get the he get the shield or not? Cause you know he got to get they got the shield and he got to say Bucky. Really? <laughs> Every movie is about Bucky. Every last one of these movies is about Bucky. World War II, Bucky. Winter Soldier, Bucky. We fought the rest of the goddamn Avengers over Bucky. 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 <laughs> Captain America said, I'm tired. I have not had a good old woman. I'm going to go and give you the sh this black dude a shield from my time where black folks weren't even allowed to do anything but hold my coat. I'm going to give this dude a shield, say, you're Captain America now. I'm going back to find Peggy. I got the smash. And I'm going to turn this to Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. So car, I totally car, get what you're saying. Car, though. car, thank you. That, that made, that made my, that made the rest of 2022. I can end with that. That's Captain great. America's Joe Biden. Well, 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 let me be careful. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, let's just, let's just but what you're hey, saying hey, though, hey, I did that. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but E, what you're saying though is totally on point because, um, all the, all the movies that you just mentioned that were actually good movies, I actually watched and I will yeah. agree that they were good. And now things have changed. Everybody's just like, well, we got to make the next Iron Man again. We got to make the next, um, Dark Knight again. Right. And you're just like, no, just let them be what they are. They were super good movies. They were highly successful because they were done well. Uh, now yeah. you're just throwing out so much. You got the, I mean, it, simple, it's a simple equation. You've got quality and you've got quantity. When you have more quantity, your quality, quality goes, goes down. down. The, yeah. the, the Dark Knight Rises was a bad movie compared to the first two. Yeah. Yeah. It had, it, 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 it had great. It, which one? Dark Knight Rises, but, you said? Yeah. If you, yeah, that was like the least favorite of them. Right. If you've never saw the first two, you'd be like, this is a great Batman movie. Yeah, but like, because you had Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, it's like... I don't even eh. want to watch the other one. It's like... It's eh. hard to follow. It's, it's hard to follow bad. those two acts. It's, it's not bad. Right. It, right. It's, it's not bad. But like, then you take Iron Man. 
the rest of the movies that yeah, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2 was and like, Tony, like, what are we doing here? We're like, why are uh, we watching? We're this? making more suits. Who's this kid? <laughs> I mean, to me, Spider-Man Homecoming was a better sequel to Iron Man than Iron, than yeah, Iron Man 2 and 3. Wrong. And I don't even like Spider-Man. Mm. But so all this to say, I'm with you, Free. I want more original properties. I now that's not to say comic book movies, Star Wars, Star Trek. I can't tell the difference th- these days between Disney Studios and Pixar. They look the same. It's Does all it, CG. No. It, it, it's, that's 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 not to say that it, it's yeah, it's Pixar is owned by Disney. Yeah, but, they they but, but I'm saying their animation style, who can't uh, tell the difference yeah, anymore? They yeah, used to look right. distinct. Um that's not to say that they don't have their place, but I'm at a point where it's like, do we need four? Like, okay, let me finish that thought. Do you need four DC movies in one year? Do you need eight Marvel movies? Sorry, four Marvel movies and four TV shows. Do I need five Star Star Wars shows? You know, we've seen the Skywalker story done to death, a galaxy far, far away. Let me repeat, a galaxy far, far away. But we're going to focus on the Skywalkers. A galaxy. It's a lot of people over there. There's a I lot of know, people dude. in the galaxy. I think but you want to focus on these people. I, th- I think this is Hollywood. Though. It's like, like this is what we're horse. getting into, and it doesn't just have to be comic books. Right. Everything now it's revamps and repeats of the same thing. I th- right. I think the big wigs in Hollywood. I. It, you can tie this back to what we said at the beginning when we were talking about energy. It's the old money that's controlling the the scene that doesn't want to shake from what they know. Instead of letting great new creators and great new companies come in and make products and show the world their visions, you have the same. You, you you got Warner Brothers. You got this. You got the same companies and say, "Well, you know, we've made all this money doing this. We're just going to keep doing this." Right, and it's. Yeah. Comic books are what we're in now, but I think it's Hollywood in general. I feel you, dude. I, I feel like I want a certain kind of movie, but in another way, I'm probably just going to get Scarface with Bad Bunny. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just going to happen. Like, I'm going to get blood in, blood out with TikTok people. Like, it's going to suck. Like, this world is this world is just meant to rehash everything. Everything is a derivative now. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, we don't get original movies. We don't get cool stuff like Kubrick films anymore. We don't get... We get the Nolan film every now and then, but that's because the dude's like on his own feet now. You know, and we get we get original properties. Scarface with Bad Bunny would go kind of hard though. Uh, I, I, I don't even know who Bad Bunny is still after our after like three episodes ago, and but I'm and I'm still intrigued somehow. That's I don't know if this, I should I'm, even Google that or not. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the scarred pineapple, man. All right, sorry. <laughs> but no, like we have these original films coming out. Yeah. Like shout out to, and I I'm not a big vampire movie guy. Yeah. I'm not about to Herschel Walker y'all right now. Don't say Queen of the Damned. <laughs> no, oh, come on now. It's <laughs> a long time Le- ago. Leave Ali alone. Oh, uh, Jonathan Davis. I'm all right. He did that score. Dude, that's that's my favorite score. Okay, anyway, anyway. so the movie with Jamie Foxx on Netflix, mm. the vampire movie, I forgot the name suddenly. I haven't seen it. It is entertaining as all get out, bro. Like, 
I said, let me just watch this garbage cornball movie. Man, I, I had a hell of a good time. It's not garbage if Jamie Foxx is in it. Dude, he's that, always... that's, not, that's not entirely true, sir. Have you seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Electro? Oh, that's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me raise you one. Oh, it's called man. Day Shift. Day Shift. Thank you. Okay. Snoop Dogg's in it. What? Mm. Yeah, I'm seeing this uh, one. Uh, James Franco's brother, yeah, David, Dave. David yeah. Franco. Okay. The, yeah. the non-rapey one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but, but no, man. That movie was entertaining. It's you and your wife should watch it. That is a surprisingly fun watch. Like I didn't know what to expect going into it, and I watched it with the girls. I probably maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. I'm probably not a good dad for that. Mm. Um, it's not that terrible, but it's fun. It is a fun movie. It's it's vampires, so it's not that original, but it's an interesting take on that that kind of. Uh, world. Yeah, mm. but there's nothing wrong with doing a vampire movie. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a uh, like a superhero movie, but I mean like it's gotta you're, be original. You're, you're beating a dead horse and not being original. I use I use Hancock as an example all the time. Oh yeah. That was a superhero movie. But it was original. But it's an original superhero movie yeah. and it was actually it was actually pretty good in terms of the concept as well. I like Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It is not high art. It's not a high art movie. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's entertaining. It's stupid in some ways, but it's it's well shot. And I mean, it it is what it is. It but think self contained. About, yeah, but think about. Um, it's not just to bash these uh, these Marvel and DC movies. It's like when I use Hancock as an example or something like that, and be like, dude, even if you aren't a superhero movie person you can watch that movie and be like, oh, I did like it, you know? It was actually written out to be a superhero movie slash kind of love story, but it had a good concept to it because him and Charlize Theron, they they were, I guess, what is it? They, they lose their powers? Yeah, they lose their powers when they're together. And they regain their powers when they separate. Yeah, yeah. And they've been doing this for such a long time. And like, as you go through the movie, then she explains to him, be like, if we're together, we're going to pretty much, I mean, cause they're husband and wife and be like, they're going to lose their powers, but they're technically at the end of the day, their destiny is to come together and, and, and die together as a couple. Right. And I'm like, that's a good concept. What what Marvel movie is that deep? Hmm. None. Zero. But Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> but Bucky, dude. Hey man. <laughs> so that song I used to I used to sing, I used to drive my wife crazy. You remember that song by Daft Punk and Pharrell? Oh yeah, get lucky. Get Bucky. I used to say, <laughs> Captain America's got to say Bucky. Captain America's got to say Bucky. <laughs> I used to drive. I used to drive her crazy. She was like, "Shut up, <laughs> Bucky, 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 dude." Your Bucky rant is gonna just stick with me. For Even though X Men got the Phoenix. <laughs> oh, uh, so <sighs> all right, let's 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 get away from this nerd stuff for a minute. I mean, even though we talked kind of like at a higher concept on um, reusing properties, talk to me about this uh, this man stuff this manosphere stuff <laughs> so while we're talking about superhero movies 
if you just like lose your mind for a little bit and go into the YouTube short section, you'll see like all these dudes just telling you how to live your life because I guess young men don't have good role models these days. Um, we got dudes like Andrew Tate calling people brokies. Uh, we got we got dudes like David Goggins running 50 miles and getting their knees drained off camera. Hey, David Goggins, though, he's a beast. I got to give him credit. He's a monster, but still, it's. I think it. I think all these things like him, Jocko Willink, all these other guys. There are there are things you could derive from these people and these archetypes that you can use to kind of generate your life forward. But there's also a bunch of unrealistic expectations too. Like, can't be 40 and that ripped. You got to be on testosterone. You got to do this and that. Like, that's the social media age. We live yeah, in. yeah. Everything is by design. Obviously, everything's, delusion. Everything's fake. Yeah, everything's super fake. Yep. Like. Like, yeah, like I know if I get to a nice steroid regimen, I too can look like Liver King <laughs> by following my nine in te- ancestral tenets and getting my sunlight, eating my vitamins and praying every day like Hulk Hogan or something like that. Like, oh say your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what this milk. stuff is? Yeah. Oh, man. He's look like manosphere. And I'm like, what is this? I keep on hearing this thrown around. I don't know what this is. Now, <laughs> now without me looking this up, I'm going to summarize it for you. And then I will look it up and I'll try to read you a definition. Um, but... From what I've come to understand the Manosphere as, it's like self-help kind of guys for guys. Yeah. So the Kevin Samuels of the world. Kevin Samuels, he was a very popular black man who was on YouTube. And he would talk to men and say, "You want women want a high value man. That's how he talked. And when you watch his old YouTube video, okay, I'm done. When you watch his old YouTube videos, he was kind of nerdy. He would talk a little bit about fashion and cologne and stuff. And there was no money in that. And it wasn't until he like really started t- snapping on people a little bit and being like, you want a high value man, but you're a six at best. Yeah. Like mm. just nagging <laughs> chicks and asking dudes like, right. Yeah. So, and that's one, that's one aspect. There's guys like fresh and fit. Admittedly, I've never watched fresh and fit. I've always heard that they're trash mm. and I, and the on top of on top of that, I've never felt the need to really go watch these manosphere guys. They put your boy in there, Jordan Peterson, as a guy. Yeah. They, he's lumped in there as well as the intellectual. I don't understand why? Because he's the self help type because, guy. Because yeah, you need to I put your, that. you need to pull yourself up your bootstraps, bud. Clean your room. You need to clean your room. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta um, clean your room. But yeah. him. Uh, who, who, there, the, Andrew Tate, as mentioned. Yeah. Um, there's somebody else I feel like I'm missing that was... See, the thing is, though, I'm sorry. Like, it's just it just doesn't make any sense, though, because I guess you can say it's self-help, but, I mean, that's really, really downgrading Jordan Peterson significantly to just say that he's part of, like, the manosphere in self-help. He's a clinical psychologist. So, and these guys, fresh and fit, and and Kevin Samuels and whoever else you might lump in there, be like, what are their credentials? Jordan Peterson's way higher than than they are. So so according to Wikipedia. All right. So let's put a little salt on there because you couldn't do a research paper by yeah. using Wikipedia. Use your sources. Yeah, great. That's right. So the Manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forms promoting masculinity, misogyny, and opposition to feminism. Communities within the Manosphere include men's rights activists, incels, a.k.a. involuntary celibates, men going their own way. Oh, MGTOW. Yeah, they call it MGTOW. That's what I, yeah. I was going to say, MGTOW. Thank yeah. you. All right, or MGTOW. Pickup artist, 
PUA. And then fathers' rights groups. The manosphere overlope. Oh, here we go. Overlopes. Overlaps with the far right and alt right communities. I feel like anything that's not popular gets thrown into that sphere. Although there are legit far right and alt right communities, but I'm going to leave that alone. That's another conversation. That's a stretch. Yeah. 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 It has also been associated with online harassment and has been implicated in radicalizing men into misogynist beliefs and the glorification of violence against women. That's concerning. Some sources have associated manosphere based radicalization with mass shootings motivated by misogyny. So again, that's the top part of wiki. Have at it. So, yeah. So with that being said, uh, guys like Jordan Peterson fit in, I think they're because of the audience that draws from them. Mm-hmm. It's not really about the guy at this point. It's who's watching and consuming and what they're getting out of the message. Yeah. It's just like, a, to put it bluntly, like his top single is going to those guys that do hate women and do like, don't respect themselves and think of things in that way. Like that whole MGTOW movement's pretty crazy because it's just drawn from a bunch of people who don't know how to talk to girls. And yeah, there's this thing where they they choose to draw their gender oppositions. They choose to put their line in the sand and see themselves before any other person just as a man or whatever. But I guess gender norms and stuff are now kind of all thrown into the mix now. So there's like a really hard stance on what it is to be a quote male. Mm. So, you know, you draw stuff from Peterson, like Peterson's got some good points. He's got some other stuff too, that can be interpreted in the wrong way where some guy would be like, well, yeah, I don't need a woman. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, but the thing is, I just don't see the conversation being anywhere near like the, I've seen, I've seen stuff from like fresh and fit yeah, and it's just not comparable to anything that Jordan really says. Cause I'm just like, well, I was just. I was just watching, uh, well, re-watching um, Jordan Peterson's debate with Sam Harris, and I was on part three again, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know what people are pulling this from that, that Jordan Peterson is about the manosphere, and I haven't really heard him talk about anything uh, misogynistic and demeaning to to like women and don't respect your spouse or talk down to these people because i'm like okay if you watched a jordan peterson video i'm saying just you have the feed and it's just nothing but but jordan peterson and you just close your eyes and click on one and then you close your eyes and you click on one of fresh and fits videos it's night and day yeah but maybe it's something that the algorithm is feeding people to maybe for some reason it fits together in that way and the thing with both those audience it's like any or sorry not audiences those voices they are speaking to a larger group that overlaps with each other yeah so it's kind of like me listening to and i'm gonna just say i listen to nothing but east coast boom bat hip-hop but Carr listens to nothing but West Coast G-Ride gangster stuff. It's all hip-hop. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just on different ends of they're the spectrum. They're on different ends of the spectrum, but it's still hip-hop music, for lack of a better description. And they may not be the best way to tie them together, but there will be some artists that kind of overlap both that we both like. And so while you got the fresh and fit guys who are, 
I don't know what their background is because I've never seen them, so I don't want to really speak they on them. They trash talk, talk women on live stream. Okay. Like, they're there in the room with them. Okay. I thought that's what their thing was. And then Jordan Peterson, who I'm also not super familiar with because he just, he doesn't really appeal to me, and that's, I don't think he's like a jerk or anything. It's just neither one of those, the, the whole Manosphere thing, for me personally, was never something that I just felt appealed to me, but- I can see a, a guy who's trying to learn more about himself, maybe the in, the, the incels, right? Yeah. Trying to find a way to talk to him and go, what's wrong with me? How do I pick myself up and get back in the game or get in the game to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Trey, you, you've been quiet. Do you have I'm, any thoughts? <clears throat> I'm being quiet because I don't pay attention to any of this stuff. I see these people... And I just keep scrolling down. I don't pay attention to their videos, <laughs> what they have to say. It doesn't go for me. I see the self-help stuff all over the It's like, I don't need, like, I'll figure, I figure it out, man. That's how I roll with life. Like, I'll figure it out myself. I don't yeah. need these men to tell me how to view women or this. I wasn't raised the greatest way possible, but, you know, I, you figure I, it I out. figure it out. I don't need these guys to tell me what to do. So yeah. that's why I'm being quiet over here because I don't know who any of these people are. I don't really plan on looking into them if this is what they talk about. Yeah. Because this is not. But so. the thing is, that's the reason why I'm saying this. I'm not trying to like beat a dead horse, but mm -hmm. that's not what Jordan Peterson talks about. Like, it's just not, yeah. that's not like his thing. Like yeah, he there was a preview that I saw earlier. It came up and it was for like daily wire plus, And it was like a five minute clip. And I was like, well, what is this? And it's just, um, Jordan Peterson with eight other scholars at a round table yeah. diving into the book of Exodus. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I mean, he's got three hour lectures on YouTube talking about the Bible, you know, yeah. I mean, where's this, where's this misogynistic manosphere coming in with, with Jordan Peterson. I'm like, have you, if anybody says anything, I'm like, well, Oh, well he's misogynistic and be like, from what? And be like, oh well, his 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 stupid book. And I'm like, have you read the book? And be like, no. And be like, I'm sorry, I've read it three times. It's not about that. And I just don't get why they lump him in there with these other dudes that are trash. You so know, like just <laughs> no yeah, like, Go ahead. No listening value. to what you guys say or talk about it, I think listening to how you talk about it and listening to how they're <laughs> speaking on it. It goes back into what kind of Ed was saying. It's like, what are those things called? Di a di not a diaphragm, diagram. Well, you know, the little circles. Yeah, they overlap, and then it's yep, just yep. like there are people who watch him in the way you do, but also like these other things. And I think that's probably how he gets lumped into that thing. Maybe if that's yeah, really with what the algorithm, possibly. But, yeah, so, but they aren't, they don't, they aren't connecting in yeah, the topics. So somewhere in the middle, they do meet. And I think it is because probably both general audiences are going to be males for both instances. So that could be one reason why it overlaps. So I'm going to touch on two things. You said it pretty well, uh, Trey. It is something that overlaps just because it's a male audience. So, I mean, you and your boys are all different from each other. I mean, you're all going to want to agree on one thing at some point, but it's, you know, it's based on the content that we all watch. And mm -hmm. this thing I was talking to car or, I'm car. You're, mm -hmm. you're edge. I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to get into Carl Jung's collective unconscious. Do you know anything about that? No. So Carl Jung was like some sort of head shrink doctor guy. He, he came up with the concept that there is, it's like a metaphor, really. It's, 
it's an idea that there is an unconscious realm that we all tap into for our inspiration. And that's where we draw from. And that's what we produce for other people to consume. So with that being said, I feel like the current state of affairs, uh, the young man's collective unconscious is calling forth all of these things and it wants to see these things. And the people that are in tune with what they want, create what they want to see. So you find people in that space like Jordan Peterson, you find these fresh and fit dorks and like they all fit that niche because they're drawing from that inspirational wall that these young men are wanting because there's something inside of them that is all collectively calling forth for this. And they all want to be able to have answers for their love life, for their self-help and just a whole bunch of other things that I think before was just all kind of tribal knowledge. We all raised each other up and stuff. We all had fathers or father figures. Now with the internet, we find our father figures there. Whether it's like Goku or, or, (laughs) or like, or just like another superhero cut or whatever, it all just comes from that collective unconscious. And so you see them all lumped in there and that's primarily where the overlap is. It's not that Jordan Peterson would say, Oh, you know, you gotta just hate women. You know, they're not real people. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. It's not like that at all. So (laughs) yeah, but it's, it's, and only eat meat. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just have to eat nothing but lambs me and you'll be healthy like me. I had halitosis. Yeah. uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, that's crazy that his daughter only eats meat too. Like she has an autoimmune disorder. She's like super beautiful. Yeah. He talks about it in his book as well. She has a lot of, he said that growing up, she had a whole lot of uh, allergies and there was a lot of problems just like about any kind of animal that they brought in as a pet into the home she would have issues with it. So they, um, they had like reptiles and stuff like that, just cause that was like one of the things yeah, that the most homogenous thing really, for her. yeah, yeah mm. it didn't really do anything, but yeah, she's got an autoimmune disorder and, uh, that diet, I guess has helped her with it. Cause apparently she's, she's had some pretty major problems in the past and they couldn't really figure out what was best to do. Yeah. So, so, so let's say you're not that and you're just taking this all at face value. You're some guy that just kind of checks out that whole Twitter space and all that stuff. You draw from that. You come to the conclusion that you got to treat women badly and eat meat and like all these other negative things. And that's just an over, like an overview of perception. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have as strong of a perception as you do, like any other kind of person will take all these things and kind of jumble it together and create their own reality from that. So that's why you get a guy who watches a bunch of guys like freaking roast a girl on the live <laughs> podcast. And then Jordan yeah. Peterson have a lengthy debate about the Bible on the other side. Yeah. And like, they just take from what they want from it. And this because of this whole collective unconscious thing. Like, and it's so easy just to edit everything to get it into two minutes. So, Oh yeah, for sure. And that, and that's the reason why I'd be like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll defend, I'll defend, defend Jordan on that front just because I'm like, uh, one of my, my old roommates had gotten me into him and I didn't really understand it at first. And, um, it was just topics that were kind of up my alley, you know, um, grew up Christian and, uh, just seeing, uh, his, his perspective on those types of topics and such was very, very interesting and him actually doing a deep dive. And then people are like, well, look at this two minute clip that we took out of context. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, I mean, did you look at his like three hour lecture? Yeah. So there's that. And then we also have like other ends of the spectrum where they'll use this whole vulnerable side of a young man trying to find themselves. Like they say, like me search is research. Mm-hmm. Um, you get dudes like the liver King who are just selling their supplements and claiming that they're all natural and they're all just juiced up with every steroid known to man paying like 10 G's a, a month just to get bigger. Um, yeah, that's a, 
that's a problem. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of false advertising when it comes to all these things, because I guess young men do need role models. And we all found them in our different forms of media where we were kids at CDs and albums and this and that. But now it's just so easily available once you get a cell phone. Yeah. You're just there. Yeah, just sure. there on YouTube looking at shorts and be like, I'm going to get buff like Andrew Tate or just like whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to be a brokey anymore. Like <laughs> The memory I have of Andrew Tate when I first was like caring about this guy is like, yeah. you don't like sex. Sex is boring. Yeah, yeah. He's like weird. <laughs> he likes mineral water and he's and like- he's just like, he, he walks like a Slytherin snake. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really <laughs> awkward, man. I was just like, and he's got that weird accent. It's like- well, he's Some, from DC. He's but he's DC. but he's English oh. too. Yeah. So, so yeah, he like slips in between both of me. Yeah. It's like I'm an American, you know, until I'm not. Until I'm not. Until you're a brokey. <laughs> until you're a brokey and a biter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the weirdest weirdest accent. Yeah. I guess I guess this whole thing with this manosphere thing though, it's like I'm getting really confused with because you know, um, like somebody that is like Andrew Tate or these fresh and fit or whatever you, I guess, 10 years ago, you would consider them like a tool. Yeah. But for you know, like that was the word, you know, like you're a tool. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's like what the people want to hear. Like I got a nephew that just doesn't shut up about Andrew. He's like, I'm a top G. Yeah. So he says he's playing Call of Duty. He's like, I'm he gonna gave these you. tools a platform, oh, yeah. yeah, and now the other tools can watch them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and so they get happened? a bigger platform, and now other people have watched them. One might call it their tool belt. Uh, yeah, I was like, what happened? I thought we shunned all these tools, man, and now now they. Unfortunately, it's just a sign of the times, and I think if people change, the trends will ch- change. But this is what's trending right now, and I guess we just gotta you gotta raise your boys up better everybody not just saying anybody in the room or anything but like look after your younger generations of of, of young men because for sure yeah because my nephew's like i'm a top g i'm a freak top g i ain't no beta like that's just the way he is like, i'm no brokey and just like dude he doesn't even know what he's talking about yeah man. like he's, he hasn't even had a girlfriend does that go into the way that these algorithms are yeah. and is that a problem yeah, because yeah. i mean if you've got these young males that they that they say are consuming this content from, yeah, from like Andrew Tate. And I'm like, I never even freaking heard of the guy until he got deplatformed, man. I don't know anything about him. And, um, I remember one day, um, he had told me, well, no, no, you had sent me a video and I didn't understand it at first. Cause it was about the manosphere and they were mm. talking about, um, black Kevin Media breakdown. Yeah. They were talking about like Kevin Samuels and stuff like that. And they had like a 10 second clip that included Jordan Peterson. And I'm like, why is he in there? I was like, why is he in there? And it, well, the thing was, it, it really didn't make any sense. And it's not me just like trying to defend Jordan Peterson right now. It was just like the people that they were talking about and what they were talking, what, what they were saying about them, like the types of things that they were espousing and everything like that. I was just like, okay, I'm sorry. This is really confusing. I don't understand. I watched the video, but I don't really understand anything in the context. And he was like, oh, I thought that you were familiar with Kevin Samuels. And I was like, I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about this dude. (laughs) So I was just like, this is not in the, I guess they might consider it in terms of the algorithm, what they're feeding people on YouTube or something like that, that you're part of this manosphere because you listen, I mean, you watch one person, but they really don't correlate very well. Because yeah. I'll see Andrew Tate videos, I guess they're reposts yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. I've never watched a single one of his videos. Why are you sending me this? 
Well, there's that, and there's also the implication that you could just get rich just doing whatever drop shipping scheme that they have. Like, there's that one dude who's like, this is my bookshelf. It's more valuable than my three Lamborghinis. And I'll show you how I got these with these. Like, I've seen those yeah. things, those those like 10 minute ads that yeah. you can skip, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you how to how to get a really nice house in in like a big, huge garage with all these cars, you know, yeah. be like me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, bro. you're trash. Yeah, some guy with a whiteboard like, look, if you just sell on Amazon here and ship to these guys right here, you have a warehouse full of open boxes that you'll never be able to account for right here. And then that's how you make money. And then it's like, yeah, dude, it's, oh, man, it's been trash. around. It's been around for a while, but yeah, that's what that's what they're trying to raise all the young guys to do right now. There's no real career path. They just want to be a drop shipper, and they just want to just want to be a top G and all that stuff. But yeah, we're gonna get a lot of realtors that are gonna be in this house bubble that's gonna pop pretty damn soon. Oh yeah, like, that's what's work. happening. Yeah, it's going. It's going really weird get off the internet go to work yeah like just <laughs> everything that you see that you can make money on youtube is not real because you and all your other friends that have your dumb haircut are going to want to do the same thing so that's oh, all i gotta yeah. say <laughs> and sh and this all goes full circle what we're talking about with hollywood man mm -hmm. everything goes around in cycles oh that's the popular thing that made money once twice everybody do it and it's not just hollywood it's music yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oversaturated. It's, it's everything. Everything, man. Yeah, dude. Once no idea is original. Nas told y'all that on the Lost Tapes. <laughs> no, no idea is original, and somebody said it before him. So, yeah, man. These these Manosphere guys, th these Manosphere guys, man, they are... Uh, it's like wrestling came to all life. All around. They are interesting characters. <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. Kayfabe for real. That's what it is. <laughs> real, yeah. real fame. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Anything else, fellas? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Indiana Jones with Bad Bunny coming up. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Jones Bunny? Yeah, dude. Every movie. <laughs> Bad, Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny in. I gotta save Bucky. <laughs> Captain Latin America. Bad Bucky. Coming soon to a theater near you. There you go. Oh, man. Now I want to see that Bad Bucky. Bad Bucky. Oh, my God. Bad Bucky. Wakanda for never. Oh, man. Hey, Free. Thanks for coming hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on the wave, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. And we didn't even have to teach this man how to ride a surfboard. Riding these waves is natural, baby. Do you uh, want to tell people where they can find you? Oh, um, well, um, I manage the Chasm page on Instagram. And also my musician account is uh, Daniel underscore free. Uh, new single coming out on Friday, the 23rd. There you go. Yeah. Daniel Ryan, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be under Daniel Ryan Freeman, actually. Yeah. Nobody else has that on Spotify. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, well, so. congratulations on the single, man. Thank he, you. He let me hear a preview of it. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you share it in the Discord, man. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, please, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll send the pre-save. I'll tell you what. If you want to, I'm giving you permission. If you want to promote it on the Chasm yeah, page, go say, for it. Send me go. the link, and I'll put it on uh, I'll put it on the, the Twitter. Yeah. We can, we can do that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, might as well. Yeah. Cool. Sounds uh, good. I appreciate it. You can find Car on the Discord. And <laughs> and now you can find me on eHarmony. Oh! <laughs> hey. Yeah, dude. Trying to find my Disney princess, yeah. 
under the under the alias Big Dipper. Yeah, dude, something like that. You can find his other alias on Christian Mingle. Yeah, dude, Farmers Only too. <laughs> yeah. You can even find him on Black People Meet, but don't tell nobody. It's, okay. it's a certain picture. I oh take. no! That's when I get a haircut. That's why he came through rocking the chain tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. That was for his hey. profile. Okay. You can actually hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I'm pretty s- good. I'm sorry, that was my drip. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Where Don't can we, we bro? Where can we find you, Trey? Oh uh, man, you know I'm on the Twitter at Marshall on Mikes. Instagram. Actually been saying it wrong. It's at Marshall on Mikes three on Instagram. I have two apparently. I didn't know that. I just found that out the other day. My wife told I thought me you knew that. No, I didn't even know that. I guess I this is why I, just be careful with social media kids. Mm. Uh, but Marshall on Mikes three on Instagram, Marshall on Mikes on Twitter. Uh, and then of course Calm Sense Media at Twitter as well. And uh, Calm and Sense Media on Instagram. You can find me at E Can Talk on both Instagram and Twitter, to be exact. Thanks for coming out. No, I was going to do the whole Russell Simmons thing. <laughs> but no, no. Hey, seriously, thank y'all. It's been an excellent, excellent 2022. You will not hear from the Chasm crew until 2023. So with that, we say happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays. Peace.